Welcome to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. How to build the emotional fortitude to win in life and in business. No fluff, just real-world results. I'm your host, Ida Marmorani, ex-Israeli Special Forces, former undercover agent, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset. Welcome to today's podcast, everyone. I'm with a good friend, Scott Phillips from Scott Phillips Trading. Um, Scott has been a client for almost two years, but also, honestly, like Scott is someone I love much beyond the client as a friend, and I love having you as part of my life. Now, the reason for that mainly is, um, and what you guys will see through this podcast is, Scott's pretty amazing in this unique uh, blend of 100% honesty and vulnerability, but also this tenacity about going after what he really wants in life in a very intentional and very... Uh, aggressive matter let's call it and we're going to get into a lot of things today and a big part of what you'll see is like what i think creates greatness scott is a phenomenal example of that because when we did the last episode in the old podcast and lead foundations everybody just asked to hear more from him and in that podcast over a year ago we covered how he went from 10k a month to over 3 million a month with his business and now we're going to be going back to some of those things and also what's changed since then and how it's grown Happy to have you here, Ben. Uh, it's always a great pleasure. And, and all of the growth that I've experienced in, in my business and my personal life and my capabilities, I did the work, but not one bit of it would have happened without you. Like you were the architect. It was your plan. Um, it was you keeping me on track the whole time. It was you constantly making me cry every <laughs> second. Like... Just heard it. Doesn't it doesn't happen much anymore, though. Can I challenge you on that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It doesn't happen and so now, much anymore, though, I have to say. Well, you know, the great pleasure of going through this process with you has been that the real benefit isn't what I thought it was. It wasn't when I went from being a total mediocre human being to someone that I was actually proud of is that when I established a base of competence and a base of high performance in my life, the, the effects are compounding. And, and now for, for me, achieving one audacious goal, like, like, you know, calling my shot and I'm going to go and do that. And then actually doing that, it, it sort of freed me up to say, I'm actually the type of guy who goes and achieves incredible things that are impossible for the current version of myself. So, so now it gives me the freedom to say, well, what, what's an impossible thing for, for my current increased capabilities? And how can I go and call my shot and go shoot for that? Yeah. And, and be really, really intentional about what I want. Like, not just like, like I used to go through life just randomly accepting these semi-random results and hoping it was going to be okay. And just, you know, muddling through and chasing pleasure and running from pain and, and doing my best and working hard and not wondering why I didn't get the results that I wanted from life. And now I get exactly the results that I want out of life. Yeah. And, and it's in every area too. Like I've got exactly the relationship with my two-year-old daughter that I want. I've got exactly the relationship with my wife that I want. I've got this beautiful, beautiful family life. It's like top shelf family life that I've really, really, that we set out together and said, well, what do you yeah. want it to look like? Yeah. And how do I make it that way? Yeah. And it wasn't that way. I had a very average marriage and an average family life and, I was very not present and very disconnected. And, and, you know, now I'm in a stage of not just how do I grow the business and grow myself personally, how do I pull money out? Like, yeah. how, how do I create wealth, pull that wealth out, get that wealth working for me so I can live the life that I want to live? Yeah. Okay. So let's, uh, sorry, go ahead. It's exciting. It's it like, is. It's, thr it's thrilling to me. It's exciting to see you go, man. So let's, let's bring this down and go from the start. Um, so how you said first, you felt like this, you were kind of mediocre. And it wasn't, I felt like it was, I, I was, I was objectively, um, I was a guy who'd moved to Bangkok because it was cheap. Um, and, and, you know, because living is relatively easy and I could coast and I was earning, you know, five to 15 grand a month, most months. And, and, you know, for someone with my skills and my intelligence is just drastically underperforming. And I, and I gravitated out of my whole circle of friends. I just magnetically gravitated towards other people that were doing that as well. So I didn't even notice that I was just circling down the drain of life. And I was just on a glide path that just, just not even not going downhill, just like gliding down. Yeah. All right. So 
where I really want to get started is where it all began. You remember we said you were doing mediocre, you weren't happy with where you were, but you were around a lot of people that didn't make that seem like a problem because they were on the same level, so to speak, or lower. And so I, I think the root cause was that I was feeling bad about myself. And so as an avoidance mechanism of facing reality, I just naturally, I gravitate, you know, I had friends who are high level people and friends who are low level people. And I just started spending more and more time with the lower level people yeah. just because that, that was, you know, water was finding its own level, you know? Yeah. And especially in Bangkok, there's a lot of people who are here in Bangkok just because they can't cut it where they were. Yeah. It's very easy to, to find people to make you feel good about yourself in Bangkok. Oh, there's a lot of losers and, and yeah. foreigners in, in, are, are worse than the Thais by far. Yeah. So remember what I said to you that really pissed you off, but then you're like, yep, that's true. Mm -hmm. The whole, I'm better than that. Like, it was like, Scott, you're better than that. Be better than that, man. Come on. Yeah, yeah I was, I, 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 and I was, and, and it, you know, you were the only person who, who, who actually said it to me. Like my other high level friends who were, just sort of naturally distanced from me so I didn't bother them as much but but you were the one who actually said you know you can be doing better you should be doing better than this like it's not okay it's not okay that you're living your life this way it's not okay that you've got an average marriage it's not okay that you're just paying your bills every month it's not okay that your well, jiu-jitsu is average that everything is average yeah I could just see you for I could see you for who you were that was the thing like I could see that you were 10 times more of a human than a lot of these people around you, a better, higher level person. And I could also say, see that you wanted more, but you just got comfortable with it. What was really weird was I really cared what those people thought about me, like, yeah. like, like giving up, giving up, not just a lot of friendships, which just naturally fell away. Like I didn't go and tell everyone, oh, we're not friends anymore, anything stupid like that. Like they just, when you start improving yourself, it pokes people and they, they don't want to be around you anymore because it makes them feel bad about themselves. Right? Yeah. So can you discuss that a little bit? Because I know that was that was very difficult for you. And that was a big part that we had to realize that if you're going to keep this environment of friends, it will definitely hold you down in a way. And this is not something you can afford right now. It was extremely difficult at first. And, and at first, uh, it was really painful. And I spent a lot of my internal time thinking about you know being you know ultimately resentful of, of friendships because as you start to as I started to get better at my life um they started to sort of back away from me because I was making them feel bad and it sort of made me feel like oh well we weren't really that good of friends were we like yeah. like you guys don't really want much to do with me anymore um and then I reached it reached a tipping point where it was like actually I want to lean into that and what i've noticed is i've come back to australia for the first time in in three years because COVID, australia shut um from covid you couldn't get in you couldn't get out and a lot of my long-term friends when i meet with them now it's like oh wow i chose i selected my really close inner circle friends for qualities that i that don't serve me anymore like Particularly, I would I would select people for absolute loyalty, like like I'm an extremely loyal person. And I would select my friends for loyalty, but really, the the root cause of it was that I always knew that I'd fuck up in the future, and and that I wanted people who weren't going to judge me and and were just going to treat me the same if I would you know end up sticking needles in my arm or you know go do some crazy shit or you know beat someone up and end up in jail again for like the millionth time or all the stupid stuff that I used to do um I wanted people who would still be friends with me through all that stuff and not judge me whereas now I'm like well no actually if if I walk out today get in a road rage fight with someone and put them in a hospital and end up in jail I want you to judge me as a friend and say, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, like, that's the way to, it's loyalty to, to how you should be living your life, to who you can be, not just to no matter whatever. Yeah, and, um, and I had a lot of friendships in my life that were just like, um, 
I read this interesting book by Aristotle on, on called Nicomachean Ethics on, on friendships. And he was talking about there's a particular type of friendship, which is the friendships of shared experience of youth. Like we've been through all this stuff together and then you reach a point where you've just known this person for 20 years and you've done, and you've had great times with them and your friends, but those friendships don't actually serve you. And, and those friendships are meant to fade. Like, like hanging on to those friendships is, is painful. And I let go an awful lot of those. Like um, people I've been... People I'd been friends with for, for more than 20 years, I, I, I had to let go. Um, you know, people who I've, you know, fought back to back with in prison, in, in a prison riot, um, let go. Like people that, that I relied on for my own safety at, at one point, um, they're not part of my life anymore just because I got to have the humility to know that, that that doesn't serve me. Like the sort of friendships that I need are people who are holding me accountable to a higher standard of behavior. And, and I never realized before I started working with you just how plastic we are. Like, like when I was young, the idea of me caring what people thought of me would have been just so ludicrous. It would have just been like, Scott caring what people thought, like are you crazy. Like he really authentically doesn't even notice other people. Um, you know, you're just non-playable characters and because I was insane. And then I reached this point like 15 years later where I really cared what everyone thought about me in a way that was profoundly unhealthy. And, and you can become whoever you want, whoever you need to be. And a big, big part of that is who you're hanging around with. If I hang around, if, if I hang around, like I, when I got clean off drugs, I got it clean through the Narcotics Anonymous program. Yeah. And they have a really strict set of sort of ethics about helping people and being really nice to people and, and really being your brother's keeper. And if someone starts to get off track, you've got to go out and, and help that person. And I bought all the way into that and it was great for helping me get off drugs. And I'm really grateful to that, but completely incompatible with, with massive business success. And I have I to wanna... go Scott, I, I want to just interject here a little bit because I think this is really important. That was a big part of the process about you being able to say, this served me then. It does not serve me now, though. And therefore, I need to let and go I of it. I was guilt about it. And at first, I wanted to do it with a like, this is shit and it's fucking with me. And But it's not shit. It was like, you know, not, doing the Narcotics Anonymous program was wonderful for me to get clean. And then it reached a point 10 years later where you know, I'm standing up in these meetings and people are clapping me and telling me how inspirational and how great I am, but I don't feel inspirational and I feel don't feel great. And they're applauding me for something I did 10 years ago. Like, and yeah. what it made me feel like was that my past was bigger than my future. And I had this feeling that all my great achievements were in the past, all the big, big, big successes I had were in the past. And my future was a diminished, and I don't feel that way now. I feel like my future is so much bigger than my past that it's irrelevant. Do you think that's what helped you let go of these? Because I, I know a lot of people really struggle with this, with letting go of people. They, they know they should be letting go with these old, of these old acquaintances, and they don't. Why do you think that is, from your perspective? Well, it's, it's really hard for a start. Um, and, and I think part of it is... you know, we get attached to our personality and, and like there's a story in our heads. I am this person and I, you know, if I'm not this, who does, if, there's, if, if I'm not this version of Scott that behaves this way, then who am I? And would I even like that person? And, 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 and it's really tremendously frightening to evolve so rapidly that you don't even know who you are. And, and you can become, I can become whoever I need. Like, like I, like, whoever I'm going to need to be, you know, I wasn't a particularly good husband or a good father. I'm a great husband and a great father. You are. And I am. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't a, a very organized person. I'm really organized now. And I wasn't a good CEO and I'm a, I'm a phenomenal CEO now. Yeah. Um, I can become whoever I want. And it's not just about, you know, it's the shortcut is instead of going and learning these pile of skills and practicing them for 10 years, you just kind of shape shift and go, okay, now I'm that person that I need to be. So what allowed you to do that? Because you're saying that the, the big, and I, and I hear you and I agree with you that you're saying that the big so, thing I, is I fear. Had, I had success in, in changing my personality into being a certain way. So it was really that getting that first big, big win on the board with you gave me that big success. 
and then and then I realized that the 80-20 of that success wasn't any of the stuff that we did. It wasn't any of the goal setting or the why. It was just the 80-20 the, the was the ability to, for me to change into a totally different person. And what sort of person did I change into? I changed into the sort of person who would achieve the sort of success that I was trying to achieve. And it's just this massive shortcut instead of, you know, I want this morning routine and this daily routine and, and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and going to, going to, going to, you're not going to do shit you fucking bitch you're not going to do it you're going to do it for three days and then you're going to fall off because like everyone does like you've always done before instead of that you just become the person who does that like i haven't even thought about i wake up every day and i meditate for half an hour first thing i do rain hail or shine like doesn't matter what and i haven't thought about it there's absolutely zero willpower involved i'm a guy who really values my mental health and i wake up and i make a cup of coffee and i meditate that's what i do like i want to i'm like yeah i want to explain this this is where a lot of people what you're saying is a lot of people advocate for external fixes that hopefully the all the external stuff the morning routines the this so that, it'll seep into so the core hot. yeah what well, you're saying we just changed the core and then because the core was different all worked well because you didn't have to try to patch and on these external things and fight against your core willpower is so finite like I tried to, I used to shoot up crystal meth, right? And, and I used to shoot up crystal meth and I couldn't stop. And I'm trying to stop it with willpower. I know, it's, I remember exactly how it felt like. And the feeling is that you're in the back seat of a car and you've got explosive diarrhea and you just pass a sign on the side of the road that says next toilet, a thousand miles. And, and you're just sitting there trying to like hold on until the next toilet. That's what, it, that's what doing stuff that's hard with willpower feels like. It just feels like every second is hard. I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. Like, like you're just not gonna make it, buddy. Even if you make it two days or three days, you're not gonna get there. Yeah. So, and the only success I had with drugs was when my identity changed to be the sort of person that was not a not a drug user and how did my identity change well first of all i hung around with a bunch of people who didn't use drugs so i wanted to be like them because we're so, so there's easy hacks if you hang around a bunch of people that are the sort of people that you want to be like you're going to become like them without any effort at all in fact you couldn't even stop it you couldn't stop it if you tried like if you want to be if you wanted to be great at jujitsu and you went and, and and turned up two classes a day at, at Danaher's gym, you couldn't even stop yourself getting good, honestly. Yep. Um, there's just, it's just so much, so much easier to do it that way. And, you know, you have to be really careful with identity, identity level change, because identity makes you, anything you seep into your identity makes you automatically stupid. Like, what do you mean like by automatic? That? Okay, I'll give you an so, so I, I did Kung Fu for a long time. I, 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 I'm a high level Kung Fu fighter. I absolutely did not notice that Kung Fu has no answer to any sort of wrestling or ground fighting. And even a beginner grappler can beat any Kung Fu guy in the world. I did not even notice because it was my identity. Mm. So you're saying um, it's, it's the way that it makes you stupid is makes you unable to really assess the world from a, an objective lens anymore. Correct. And, and, you know, when I was, when I, when my identity was, I'm a recovering addict in Narcotics Anonymous, it was a fixed identity. I'm still a drug addict. And you used to stand up in these meetings and say, hi, my name's Scott. I'm still a drug addict. And I'm not a fucking drug addict now. I reject the idea that there's anything fixed about my personality. If everything about me can change, well, how come I'm stuck with that? That's a shit thing. I'm not sticking with, I'm not accepting that. I don't, I don't agree with that. There's nothing about me that's still a drug addict. And also, I don't want, I don't have the time or energy to get into, an, to, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are still in that program and they would be, this is heresy. Like they would be horrified if they will know now and they just, it's just, it, it explodes their brains. Like they're not part like of it when I, No, it's not even that. Like I told one of them the other day, I said, bro, I don't even believe there's any such thing as the disease of addiction. And it's, you almost started hyperventilating. It's like, what do you mean the foundation of my identity is a lie in your opinion? I'm yeah. like, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want to argue with you about it. I don't care. Like, yeah. like it's not my circus. That's not my monkeys. Like keep doing it if it's good. But to me, I could not achieve high performance in my life while most of my friends and the people I spent every day with were people whose dreams were to be able to hold down a job and one day have a mortgage. 
Like yeah. that to me is a mediocre dream for mediocre people. And, and it's beneath me. And, yeah. and, you know, in their context, what I would, what I'm saying there is that's the grandiosity of addiction and it's huge ego. And, and you know what? I actually am just better than that. Yeah. Like, like so I really am. You are. And like, so I know you are, you know, you are uh, for the people out there. I want you to explain, like, I would love for you to walk through the results you got so they can understand how this internal stuff actually manifests externally. So if you could walk people through the, like where you started and let's call it the middle ground and where you are right now and the shifts you're going through right now. Where we started was that um, I knew my way around internet marketing. Um, I would have considered myself an expert, but I was kind of like had what we call in jiu-jitsu blue belt items. Like, remember when I first taught you some stuff about marketing you thought i, I, did. I, really I was blown i was blown it. away i was blown away <laughs> and, and i didn't really know as much as i thought i did yeah I, and so you told me well the first thing you said was we got to get you in a room full of black belts and so i joined a, a marketing mastermind where i was literally the worst person in that that i knew nothing and eventually got to the stage where i was the top one of the top people there. And then I had to leave that place because it's unhealthy to stay in a community where you're at the top. Um, the next thing we did is set some goals. And the goal that we had was until you get a funnel working on cold traffic, you're nowhere. And, and I need to be, uh, I need to be earning 1 million a month gross um, from YouTube ads um, scaled on cold traffic by first, by 31st of December, um, 2021. And that was our goal. It was an 18 month goal. And I did it in a, a bit over a month early. And I did it exactly the way that the plan said. I did it from scaling YouTube ads to cold on cold traffic. And I had this thing on my wall that said, until you get something scaled on cold traffic, your business is nowhere. Yeah. And I just kept looking at that every day. And, and I had a singular goal. So having a singular goal is really, really important. Because what I've come to understand is that the universe is structured in a way that you can have anything that you want. As long as it's just one thing, just one thing, <laughs> just one thing. Just one and thing. it's a devil deal because you don't get if you want that one thing, you don't get the right to. Have, you, you, how do you feel about vaccines? You don't get to have an opinion. How do you get to feel about fucking Kardashians or Elon Musk or Amber Heard or fucking Johnny Depp? You don't have the right to have an opinion. You can't even read the news, motherfucker. Yeah. Like this is that is all stuff for normal people, normal people lives. You don't get to do that. You don't get social media except as a business tool. You don't get to you don't get to follow sports. You don't get to have it all. Sorry, you have to make the choice. You have to figure out what your priorities and make the choice. How bad do you want it? Do you want to stay mediocre? You can have a normal life if you want. You know, you, the results that you're getting now are perfectly calibrated for the person that you are. If you want better <laughs> results, you have to become a better person. You actually have to be better. Yeah. And we I all, think we all know that we should do things differently. And I think you hit something very different there. It's not that you just have to be better and you have to do more. It's like you have to make sacrifices. You can't just do more on top of what you're already doing and wasting oh, energy on and effort. Is, that, and that's the big is, thing. And the, the biggest gains have, uh, uh, have been via negative, like from subtraction. Yep. But all of the biggest gains that we've made together have been from taking shit out of my life. Friendships that don't serve me, mental loops that, that chew up a lot of my, my thinking time or emotional time. Friendships where there's conflict involved. Like we all have friendships where periodically that person, you know, blows up and starts some sort of weird conflict and then you sort it out and then you go on for another couple of years and they do it again. Those friendships are all gone out of my life. Like yeah. if you even, if you even look like, bringing drama into my life you're out of my life like yeah. and that's and, and that's true whether you've been in my life for 30 years or 30 seconds yeah it's like we've really created a platform where there's no there's no friction for you to constantly need to overcome both that's on exactly. an internal level where we talk about a lot about like emotional stuff the fears all the issues that you had previously from all that experience in your past and also externally like your environment both as far as like old friendships and also honestly like employees and stuff like that in your company that were causing friction that was a big thing boy it was huge and and you know i i would choose employees for my old values which were mainly i'm looking for loyalty yeah um and and it was you pointed out to me that 
you know, if you're in a counterterrorism team, loyalty doesn't come into it. Like, like that, yeah. like loyalty is a value of low level organizations like the mafia. And not surprisingly, I was a criminal and, and loyalty was a really important thing to me. Loyalty is important for low level people. It's not important to, to high level, high performing organizations. Yeah. It was a really interesting kind of uh, mental reframe where we had to remind you, like, Scott, what are you doing these days? What, what are you, what are you doing? Are you building something that requires loyalty? Are you building something that requires a players to actually keep you accountable or just tell you the truth and be able to like stand up to you in a good way? And crazy different for me. And, and this was only like two or three months ago. Right. Yeah. And I would have, I would have said the bedrock of my personality is that I'm loyal, that I'm loyal to my friends. That, um, How would you define loyalty? Like, let's, let me ask you a big question here. What do you think is your old outdated definition of loyalty? And what's a more evolved definition of loyalty that you're aspiring to nowadays? The, the old definition is no matter what, um, I don't judge. Yeah. And what's the new, more evolved definition you have these days? I, w- I want the best for my friends and I want to hold them standard, hold them ca- accountable to a high standard behavior. Yeah. Like, and loyalty, I want them to hold me. So I was say, loyalty requires a lot of uncomfortable conversations. Victor, you're slipping up. What are you doing? Yeah. Why aren't you being the person you want to be? That's true loyalty when it's very uncomfortable for you to not to, to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's nothing loyalty. There's nothing loyal about, you know, hanging out with your buddy who's cheating on his wife and getting high every day and and not saying anything. Like that's that's not loyal. That's enabling. That's it. It's the difference between being an yeah. enabler and being loyal to a friend and like being good to him. Yeah. Yeah. I want to move on to a bit of a different subject. So let's talk about how your mindset has to change all the time with different goals in order for it to be effective, how there's no such thing as a good or bad mindset, but it's all about effective or not. But this has been huge for me because I thought I had good mindset for a while. I've done this. I'm achieving good results. I've got good mindset. And then there's no such thing. Like there's actually no <laughs> such thing as good mindset. The, the mindset that I needed, because I went through a stage when I first started working that I had no business. I had to go from zero to one, which innate, which which was by definition, I needed to be able to work 60, 70 hours a week for a while. Yeah. Now I, I rarely work more than four hours a day now. Yeah. And I did much more. Like there's no there's no perfect mindset. There's the mindset that you need to be to accomplish the thing that you need to do right now. And you have to be willing to chop and change that as as required. Yeah, I think it's really the big thing is like, I call it, there's no such thing as a good or bad, it's effective or ineffective mindset. And mm-hmm. what that requires in order to have an effective mindset is to be clear on what you're trying to optimize for these days. And yes. unless you have an intense intentionality about that, you're not going to be able to achieve that. And I think for so, you, so- the good part was that you were able to, we were able to see together, like, okay, we need to pause this mindset. This isn't a goal anymore. This has been achieved. What are we on to next? How do we optimize for that? So let me flesh that out a little. So in the last in in the last six weeks ago, we tried to cease the old mindset of optimizing for growing the business and scaling the business. So everything was all about scale. Yeah. And the language I used was about scale. How do I get to this many million a month and blah, blah, blah. Now the language is about profit. How do I get wealthy out of this business? How much can I, not just how much can the business make, how can I pull out? How much can I pull out? And Last month, we're not earning three million bucks a month anymore. We only did one million a month last last month, but I put more in my own pocket than I ever have before, which nice. is a big change. Nice. So yeah. now I'm getting now I'm now now the shift is like not the vanity. Well, it's not a vanity metric, but but not how much money is the business making, how much wealth am I generating for myself? That's the metric. Yeah. That's what I'm optimizing for, and not just how much wealth am I generating generating for myself. I've earned the right to optimize for happiness in my own life. That was a big one. That, that was a hard one for you to buy into. Do you remember? It was, really, it was really hard for me to get buy in on that. Yeah. You know, Talk it was really hard for me. So I didn't think I'd, uh, I, I would take holidays, but I would work until, until my brain turned to mashed potato. And then I would do like three days of, of like no internet on the beach and, and just enough to recover the machine that the machine was functional again. But it was, the, the, the driver behind it wasn't because I deserve to have a nice life and be kind to myself. It was just because you just got to, the machine's not working. You just got to make the machine go again. Like, yeah. like, come on, 
like kick the television kind of thing. And now it's like, I, I really enjoy the way of, of that sort of Naval working like a lion thing. So we, we've organized everything into six week sprints and then three week, and then three week rests. And uh, I'm just finishing up a rest now. And uh, I'm so excited to go into the sprint. Like the next, the next sprint for me is going to put so much money in my pocket. It's just ridiculous. And, yeah. you know, our next, our, next, our next live event, which I'm working to is on the 16th of June. What is it today? Uh, 23rd of, of May, um, three weeks away. I'm going to crush it. And, uh, and so I'm looking at, at, you know, the goal is for me to put a million dollars in my pocket by then. Yeah. And you know, put, put it out of the business and put in an investment that I don't touch and, and leave that to generate wealth over time. And if I don't have to do that too many times before I hit my number, and, and then I've, if I've got my whole wealth working for me, time is, that compounds very, very quickly. It does. Um, so what are you optimizing for now? You've, you've talked to us a little bit about this wealth, this wealth number and all that, because if you remember, we talked a lot and I could see you this is very interesting. I could see you getting very attracted to this notion of being a world-class CEO. That was something that your ego was like, oh, I want to do that. And it was, and it was really just the same way that people latch onto belts in, in martial arts. It was mm. just, you know, we're, we're monkeys, basically. You give a monkey a ladder to climb and I better climb that fucking ladder. Yeah. And, you know, I've learned, I'm learning to be a CEO. I'm a, I'm a possibly good CEO. And, and I have this opportunity, whoa, Fuck other people have done it. Why can't I go out and 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 you know bust down some walls and go and achieve some world class things? Do I want to? I'm 48 years old. What am I thinking? I want to I want to cash out 10 or 20 million in the next in, in the next two to five years and and uh, and enjoy that life. Yeah, you, you always Re-evalu- have that opportunity. Exactly. Like if you if you still want to go and build the big unicorn, you can still do that as well. But I die. Like who am I kidding? Like, <laughs> What for? Like, what have I got to prove? Yeah. You know, I'm, the things, all, all my validation is internal now. Like, I don't tell people, like, how I'm going. Like, like how are things for you? Like, things are great. Like, yeah. internally, externally, family, wife. Um, yeah. Um, you know, the last, the last big rock to knock over is my health, and I'm well on track there. Um, I, I go in for surgery next week. I get a double hip replacement, which I've been waiting on for years. I'm excited about it. I'm excited about being healthy again. I'm excited about working towards my jujitsu black belt, which I'm definitely going to get now. And I'm not just going to like be one of those consolation prize black belts where you get it because you've been here for 15 yeah. years. I'm a great black belt. Yeah. And I crush people on the mats now. Like I just, and people that I thought were, were amazing are people that I just wreck now. Like just wreck. Nice, man. That's very nice. It's it's dope. Yeah, it's really good. It's honestly it's like I'm just smiling because it's so great to see you. You're just excited, period, about life. And I remember oh. when we like what was it two years ago? That that was not the case at all. You just oh, didn't it was, it was, I had this feeling like I couldn't stop. Like if I stopped even for a weekend, the whole business was gonna fall apart. I'll say this beyond the business. What I saw two years ago was somebody who was very unhappy with how he actually was because like you knew you were underperforming what you really could be doing. And you had that like, Oh, I can put on this guys, everything's okay. And I can be happy and I can be around these people. But like deep down inside, I could tell you were deeply unsatisfied with how things were. Unsatisfied with, and now I've got a little bit of taste of what authentic success is like. Success is not hitting an external thing. Success is becoming a uh, becoming a person that you're proud of. That's great. Could you? Okay, so I, I would love to expand upon this a little bit more. If somebody out there right now is listening to this and they're like, "I'm not really sure what success is or how to achieve it," what would you advise them? What's the process? Well, if you if you want to have self esteem, you probably have to do some esteemable acts. You probably have to do some things that are get that are going to be almost by definition beyond you. Like if you're choosing goals, what should I do? What should I do with my life? Most people choose goals that are like goals that they could achieve themselves now if they really knuckle down, straighten up and fly right. 
and that's a terrible idea. That's just that's just the wrong way of, to go about it. The, the way to get some self-esteem is to choose a goal that the current version of you just, it's ludicrous to even suggest. Like the me of, of two years ago, it's ludicrous to suggest I'd have 50 people in my company and they'd all think I was a phenomenal CEO, like ludicrous. Yeah. And but I'd be doing my job at a, at a high level, ludicrous. So for me to, to get to that goal, I have to fundamentally change who I am in an undeniable way. I have to become a better version of me. And I think that's the trick is to take whatever goal you had and then, and then just 10x that goal. And, it, and it, it kind of tricks you into going, look, if you want to lose five kilos by the end of the year, like, like there's no real pressure. You know, if you have to cut weight for a fight, it's like, well, fuck, we got to knuckle down now. Like, like yeah. if you choose a really difficult goal, like, like it's on. So basically, if your goal, if you can't see that your goal will actually force you to completely change who you are, then it's not a good goal. And you're, even terrible. if you achieve that goal, you're not going to really feel that internal sense of success and really and real accomplishment. It doesn't, do it doesn't do anything for you. It'll be fleeting. And, and, and you know, deep down, you've, you've chosen a goal that anyone can achieve. Yeah. Like, like I don't want to achieve things that anyone can achieve. I want to, I'm an outlier. I'm a freak. I want to do things that other people can't do because I'm better than them. Yeah. That's the way I want to, that's the way I want to go through the world is achieving a, a series of, uh, of, of more and more audacious challenges to myself. Not, I don't want to drive Ferraris or own boats or any stupid shit like that. I want to be a better and better and better version of myself for no other reason other than it thrills me. It's the most enjoyable thing I've ever done in my life by far. And and I've shot up hard drugs every day. Like I know what pleasure is. <laughs> pleasure is nothing compared yeah. to the satisfaction of achieving, uh, of achieving audacious goals with yourself. And it's yeah. all internal. I don't, I don't need a plaque on the wall. I don't need someone to tell me. It's like, it, yeah. like I wake up in the morning and, and, and I do my morning meditation and I feel like, Fuck yeah, Scott. Fucking killing yeah. it, son. Like, doing good. Yeah, the, we talked about there's, uh, there's levels of emotions. There's like satisfaction. There's, uh, sorry, let's call it happiness or enjoyment. And then at the very top, Ooh. above those things, there's pride and satisfaction. Pride. Oh. Those things are so much bigger and so much more, more true, more deep. And Yeah, I never used to. Th I, I never used to think, you know, having a lack of personal integrity really mattered as much as as it did. Like, like I moved through the world in a way that I had a profound lack of, of personal integrity. Yeah. And thankfully, by by discovering how how fluid your personality is, if I want to become a person with towering personal integrity, that's really really simple. I can become whoever I want. You know? How? Let, let me ask this: If the person out there is going to be thinking, he's going to be listening to this thing, this is really inspiring. But how did you actually do that? What are the steps? Give me some steps. Okay. So what you and I did is start with a why. Yep. The direction. Like that's the intentionality. Well, more than that, like why is no other result other than this particular thing? Why is that why is that the only thing that's going to work for me? Like you could do anything. You could be a I don't know. You, there's all kinds of ways you could spend your life. And, and what's interesting to me is that coming back to Australia, there's a lot of people who aren't living their life in a high performance kind of way that think what I'm doing is insane and crazy. And they don't need to be living their life like me to be happy. And yeah. this so sort valid. of mode of, this mode of living your life is, is unusual, even for unusual people. Like it's not, I wouldn't recommend it for everyone. Yeah. You, but know what I mean? you found, but we were able to clarify that that's like what you truly wanted. And that was the first step, getting clear on what you want. Is that correct? What do I really want? And then why do I want it? There has to be a really strong reason. Um, and then what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do to achieve that? I'm willing to do anything. Um, you know, that kind of resonated with me. Like when, when I choose this goal now, I'm just approaching it like no matter what, I'm going to get I'm going to get what I'm going, where I'm going because I've got a solid reason for it. Yeah. 
And that's not about like how much money I'm going to make or how much I'm going to be worth or any of that silly stuff. It's just, I have to become the best person I can. I near wasted most of my life. I nearly ruined my health. I nearly became a person that, that I really didn't like. And now I've got limited time. I'm starting from way behind. I've got to get this, I've got to get this going. I love that. So would I be correct to say that in a nutshell, you tell people, decide who you want to be. That's the first step. Take a step back and really decide, like, what do you want for yourself? What kind of person do you want to be? And you can look back and say, I'm proud of this or I'm not proud of this. Direct, the direction is more important than, than the speed right at first. Yep. And then why? 100%. And then why? And then start pulling the things out. So the easy gains are all just pulling the shit out that doesn't serve you. Yeah. You know, the friend, the easy ones are the, like, uh, the I'll friends. challenge that. So I think it's it's the simple stuff. It's not necessarily easy, though, for a lot of people. people but you're included. Easy. It's the simple stuff that we can all see. And I absolutely agree with you. That's the first thing to do is to figure out what is the stuff that's weighing you down. Before, there's an expression I love from, uh, from racing that basically says, if you want to go faster on the straights, add more power. If you want to go faster everywhere, remove weight. And I think that's a big part in life. Like if you first remove the weight, it's much more challenging to do, but it's much more simpler to do. And it makes a bigger effect overall. And I agree with you 100%. Like that's what we always work on. That That's the first thing you always look for. And the friendship stuff was hard. Like that was the, you know, coming like coming back to Australia, I've been back for three years. I've, my, my messages are blown up with people who want to see me. And I've just told them all, look, guys, um, this trip is really just about family and friends because I'm looking at it. Every every acquaintance that I go and spend time with, it, I could be spending that time with my sister, or who I don't have a close relationship with, or my sister's kids who I don't know very well, or one of the you know the, I've got like five friends who really really matter to me, and and their friends that really do matter to me. And when I see those friends. Like I sat down with my old Kung Fu teacher a couple of days ago and, and, and just said, look, you know, we spent thousands of days sparring together. We did some sparring and it was, and it was so much fun. And, and I said to him, now we've got to look at it. Like this is probably one of the last 30 or 50 times we'll ever see each other. Like the last, one of the last times ever that, you know, he's getting, he's getting old, like he's, he's in his mid sixties and he could still, kick my ass in stand up in a way that I couldn't stop it. Like I couldn't stop him putting his hands on my face. I couldn't stop him. Like a phenomenal Mr. Miyagi yeah. stuff. And uh, at will, he hit me at will, like dozens of times. And no one does that to me. Yeah. And, and we were talking afterwards. It's like, this is one of the last times that we'll ever, that we'll ever get to experience this. It's so much fun. Like, like, yeah. And if I say yes to some things, I have to say no to that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's that all. Humility. And it, yes. And the thing is also, it becomes so much simpler and easier to see what those things they need to say no to are once you're clear on who you want to be and why that's so. So that's very important. So I, I put a lot of mental energy at first into having boundaries, especially with, you, you know, my, my friends in our jiu-jitsu team in, in Bangkok, your old jiu-jitsu team, they're mostly pleasure-seeking degenerates who I love dearly, but they're mostly hedonists and degenerates and, and, and what have you. And I, I put a lot of mental strain into keeping those boundaries solid, but it's a far easier and more efficient way to have very clear goals. And then the boundaries become a downstream effect of those and no one challenges those boundaries. Like I'm like, I still enjoy my friendships with those guys and I still love and care about them, but no way in hell would they invite me out on their Bangkok benders anymore. They just like, I wouldn't fit in. They wouldn't invite me. It just wouldn't like, it's just like we have. It's clear what you want and that it doesn't fit for you anymore. And, and we have a really, we have really nice in the gym friendships now. Like we like put it in a box like go to the gym. I love these guys. Hang out with them. Train. We fight together. We're, we're great sparring partners. We've been sparring together for years, and and then uh, and then we slap hands and go home. Yeah. And it, it's in a beautiful little box, and it works for them, and it works for me, and no one's resentful of anyone, and and no one's stepping over anyone's boundaries that they didn't assert. Like. 
it's just not difficult. There's no, and I've got another friend who's struggling with that now in that same situation. And he's always having his boundaries stepped on and always getting butthurt about it. And, and yeah. it's just a big deal in his life. And it's not a big deal in my life. Yeah. It's like, I always say this clarifying them. Clarifying your boundaries is the worst way to go about this. And trying to assert your boundaries oh, is the worst way to go about I'm this. I'm a boundary here. Like, like yeah. that's an argument just about to happen. Like, yeah. Like, but people see. People see through it. And if you can have a blink test where people are so clear on like what this guy is trying to do with his life that us offering this just doesn't make sense. It's not going to fit in for him. People just end up not offering. They're just respecting that boundary. They can just see what you're interested in. It's very clear. And they just recognize it's not going to be a fruitful attempt to try to steer him away from this. Yeah, I mean, can, can you imagine you being at, at training at our old jiu-jitsu gym and, and one of the guys coming up to you and saying, hey, Itamar, we're, we're just going to go get a few beers and, you know, it's literally see what happens. We'll, 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 probably get a, we'll probably get an eight ball of blow and, you know, like maybe go to a brothel somewhere and see if we can get a room and, and do that blow while we're there and just see what happens. What do you say, yeah. Itamar? You, it's just, you, no one's going to ask you to do that. Like, it's just... Yeah. You don't, you never need the boundary. Yep. Yep. So Scott, let me ask this. Is there anything else before we go that you want to say, or you want to expand upon that you think is important? Um, a couple of things. So first of all, having someone, I doubt you could do it by yourself. You need a, you know, whether it's a performance coach, a performance psychologist, a mindset coach, like you need a coach. Um, and, and I think that's a shortcut in every area of, of your life and what sort of coach should you get you should get someone who's got the exact same results that you want to achieve and you should get someone who's got a track record of achieving those results for other people um and then you should pay for it you shouldn't want to try and get it free because you and i used to work on a like a a, a swapsies yeah. basis i taught you marketing you told me this and our relationship went to the next level when you started charging Yep. And the results that we got out of it, I took it more seriously. You took it more seriously. Um, uh, you felt like you had to deliver me an ROI on the money I spent, and you did. And you, you, your, your benchmark is to deliver a 10x ROI on every dollar that I spend with you. And you have, and you've continued to do that, even as our performances has gone up. So uh, this, and the other thing is, this is not for everyone. If your goal is to earn uh, a decent, if you if you want a lifestyle business, if you want um, to be like a digital nomad doing a little bit of affiliate or a little bit of SEO or a little bit of whatever it is, and and earning a good life in Bali or in somewhere else that's cheap, like this probably isn't for you. Like this is almost certainly not for you. This is for someone who wants to do something remarkable with their life something that really really tests you and stretches you out like stretches you and 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 that you're not capable of right now so um i would say it's not for it's not for most people even um it's not it's not supposed no. to be <laughs> Which <sales> pitch, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 i appreciate it yeah, i appreciate the kind yeah. words man is there anything though beyond that? And I do appreciate it that you want to tell people because we covered up some really big things here. First, and I'm going to take my biggest takeaways from what you're saying to summarize this is to tell people, first off, you got to clear, get clear on what you want and why, most importantly. And once you do that, a lot of other things will become irrelevant. Trying to set boundaries, trying to figure out, oh, should I do this or should I do that as far as your mindset? Because it'll make that North Star very clear. Is there anything as far as that that you want to add to the people that are, that are out there? And just kind of still like looking at your journey saying, wow, he got from 10K to 3 million a month. And then he actually took it down because he wants to get more profit of it. That's amazing. And how do I start that? Cut out there, Sorry. So, okay. Right. So I was saying, so beyond the stuff that you said about me, which I really appreciate. And I, I really greatly appreciate you for it. Is there anything that you want to say to the people that I've heard what you said so far that, okay, first you got to decide on what you want and then why. And if you do that, a lot of other things will just kind of fall into place. And they're hearing this from a person who went from 10K to 3 million a month and then took it down so we could get a lot more profitable. And you're very intentional about things. Is there any parting advice that you would give these people on how to really get started? Look, it's, honestly, if you've been thinking about making radical changes in your life and you haven't made them, 
that's because your current level of success, your current level of results are perfectly attuned to, to the level of character that you have. You need to change. And you need to change in a way that's absolutely going to be frightening to you and is going to challenge you. And you probably need help with it because you're going to be lost. Like, like without, without the anchor of I am Itamar is, or Scott is a certain way, this is my personality. And this, without that anchor, when you become fluid and you're changing, um, you need a guide. You really do need a guide through this process. And, and I, you know, that guide doesn't have to be you, obviously. It could come from a number of places. It doesn't even have to be a mindset coach, really. But um, I wouldn't have thought it's possible to achieve, achieve by yourself. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, Scott. I really appreciate you doing this, man. Anytime, my friend. All right, man. See you guys on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. Please tell a friend if you enjoyed it and found value in it. Three last things before you go, though. If you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could be accomplishing more than you currently are, that's a mindset and emotional access issue. And here are three ways I'd love to help you conquer any internal limitations, go big, and win. One, three quick ideas Tuesday newsletter. It's a weekly email with three quick ideas around one aspect of elite performance and how to approach it differently to get better and faster results. People say it's the most thought-provoking and impactful two minutes they spend in their inbox each week. It's easy to sign up to and easy to cancel, and you can sign up at edamomryan.com slash three ideas. Two is the Emotional Fortitude Micro Course. It will help you build the emotional fortitude and confidently tackle any goal. It's the complete, nothing-held-back emotional fortitude system in five simple parts. It's all under five minutes each module. See it, use it, and win. And it's completely free at edamomryan.com slash course. And number three, lastly, if you want to dive in and aggressively level up, the Arena Mindset Accelerator might be for you. It's a six-week intense sprint for entrepreneurs who are up for a dramatic transformation. It's an interactive live program where you'll be working with me in a very hands-on way to get clarity on what you want, build an effective mindset to optimize for your goals, and establish elite emotional fortitude that would allow you to overcome any fear or doubt that could get in your way. You can learn more at edamarmorani.com slash accelerator. You can find all of these links in the show notes below or go to itamarmarani.com and have a look around. Until next time, who dares wins.